You're listening to Dance Matters podcast series, created for the Interchange Festival and commissioned by Delving into Dance and Critical Path. In it, I speak to a variety of people who work with or are interested in dance. I begin each conversation asking them what are the first three words that come to their mind when they think about dance? Freedom, passion, energy. From there, we freestyle into a plethora of themes that touch upon the relationship between dance and care for the environment. We speak about connection between dance and intuition. We dream about a world where everyone would dance, a world without judgment and with a greater sense of community. We look at the connection between dance and uncertainty and how dance could teach us to embrace the natural flow of life. And amongst all this talk about movement, we also consider the importance of stillness and silence, both in dance and in life. In the episode you're about to listen, you will hear from Czech documentary and dance filmmaker Kristina Bartoshova, with whom I spoke about the relationship between dance, spatial awareness and sensitivity towards nature. We also consider why in times of crisis dancing might be the best way forward. This podcast was recorded on the Gadigal land of Eora Nation, traditional custodians of the land on which we live, work and dance, and we pay our respect to their elders, past, present and emerging. words that come to your mind when you think about dance? Sexual freedom, passion, and it's energy. And what is your personal relationship to dance? I know that your practice is in filmmaking and mainly at least that's how you started it is documentary filmmaking and then you branched a bit into making dance videos so what is your relationship to dance from early on from your childhood to now actually my parents did dance when they were young that's actually how they met and i always loved dancing 
since childhood. But I did never do dancing because I was uh, busy with some other things. And I started to dance when I was like 17. I started to do it a bit, but obviously it was quite too late to mean it like seriously. I started to watch dance like in the theaters and when I first saw a dance movie, I actually realized that I can do the dance through the film, that it can be a different platform for realizing the dance. And actually my first movie was a dance film. I made a dance film first and then I applied for documentary filmmaking at school. So yeah, that's it. Like I, It was always my kind of hobby and dream to do dancing. And this was the way how I could proceed this dream. So in your dance films, it is you who dances? No, no, not at all. No, never. <laughs> no, I would never try to dance in front of camera. But I can dance with the camera. Because I think that the dance films don't necessarily need to have a physical body, which is dancing. You can dance through the film language, actually, through the images and through the editing and through the motion of the camera. And I'm thinking you must be inspired when you say that by David Hinton, because he has films in which there are no physical bodies dancing. Yes, like David Hinton is my very big inspiration since the beginning. Actually, it was his movie, the first dance movie I saw. And I met him like uh, nine years ago on a workshop of dance film in Prague. It was the first time when I met him and since then I worked with him twice on the workshops. Then I worked with him like uh, through Erasmus that I was helping him with research for some movies. And I'm still in touch with him and I was writing a theoretical thesis about him and I'm very much inspired with his thoughts about film without dancers and what is dance film. So yes, let's say this into. And why wouldn't you dance in your films? What stops you from it? I think for me it's uh, enough to try to concentrate on a camera and what's happening in front of it. And it wouldn't be even like physically possible, I think, to be in front of the camera. And it is physically possible, but it's really too, too much. You know, I, I prefer to be concentrated more on a, what's behind the camera. So what are the places that you maybe find yourself dancing in? Hmm. I think that my problem is that I don't dance enough anymore. I think actually I, if I think about it, I almost don't dance at all. And I think that I miss it. <laughs> so, hmm. And you say anymore, does that mean that you danced in the past? Yes, yes. Like, I danced in some courses and then I was, of course, dancing at home very often, but I stopped doing it. I don't know why. And when you say you miss it, what is it that you miss? What was dance giving you that you feel like you may be lacking now? I think that it's mainly this freedom, you know, to just let 
your body do whatever and have fun with it. It's this, you know, situation when you don't control that much what you are doing and you just enjoy the movements. Spaces feature as almost the character in your films, I felt. Especially in your film Split Structures, there is a focus on the relationship between the body and the space. Mm -hmm. If I'm looking at it in a, and interpreting it in a right way, if there is a right way, is that something that is of interest to you? Relationship between body and space? Um, I'm not sure. I don't think that it was our main focus. Actually, for us in this movie, the space is a metaphor of inner space. Because how this movie, it can have, a, you know, hundreds of interpretations and each of them are right. But for us, the first idea was... Uh, based on like schizophrenia or some kind of inner talks you know we all i think or i believe have this inner dialogues with ourselves and the space in the film is more like a metaphor of uh, what's happening in your head so i i don't think that we should or we did think about the space in a like real like space meaning but more like a reflection mm -hmm. of oneself. Yeah, yeah, it should reflect the inner feelings, like a just claustrophobic space. It's really about some anxiety. What does concept spatial awareness signify to you? This idea that as we occupy this world, that we are aware of the spaces that we inhabit and that we pay attention to. To the space because it's one of the things that as a dancer you are constantly needing to be conscious of because mm -hmm. you need to make sure you don't hit something in the space or someone when you move yeah i i think as i'm not trained in this at all i remember this that we talked about this in some dance courses which i did but it's not something what i would be normally aware of at all actually i think that i'm not i think that generally my problem in my life is that i'm constantly a little bit out of my body and even less i'm in control of <laughs> the outer space you know i sometimes have problem to control even my own body so what i think about this concept is definitely that we should be all much more trained <laughs> in this because i think it's something that i miss in my life Mm. Well, it's definitely something that can be developed. And I guess one of the takes that I have on approaching this topic, why dance matters now, is exactly that, coming to the awareness of our bodies, mm -hmm. moving away from being in our heads all the time. I think that reason and cerebral has failed us in some ways, and I'm thinking that we need to return to the feeling and... Feeling is in our bodies, not in our brains. And I feel that by feeling your body and then feeling your body's relationship to the space, maybe we would be more environmentally conscious. I absolutely agree. But I think that we started to live much more in our heads than in our other parts of the body and 
all the senses are, you know, just the, they are here just to, you know, help us to <laughs> get our brain from one point to another point or from one space to another space, but we don't use the senses at all for anything else. And I think it's horrible. Yeah, we are losing the connection with the, with the world, like generally, with the nature. Especially now when we all live very much on a, in a digital world, you know, even more we are losing the, this connection with what's outside. That's actually, as you were talking about the indigenous people who understood the, you know, the forest in Australia and how to treat them, how to prevent the fires like this. I think that this is exactly what's happening. You know, we lost this uh, wisdom, which was built on a connection with nature, how we understood the nature and we replaced it with the new technologies and all these, you know, inventions. And it's pretty much scary, I think, because we are losing something very, very important. And the fires in Australia, for example, I think it's just the result of this, you know, how we lost the most precious thing, the relationship with our mother. And that happened through the loss of relationship with our own bodies. Because if we don't care about our own bodies, and if we don't have a capacity to hear our own bodies, then we can't hear the body, the greater body of the mother nature within which we live. You are absolutely right. And I didn't think about it like this, actually. Thank you for this uh, idea, because I didn't think about it. I didn't start with the body. Obviously, because I have this problem myself, so I didn't think about it. It's a great idea. And it's totally true, I think. If you are not able to take care of our temples, how can we take care of temple of the nature and all the environment around us? I was reading something in preparation for writing this piece, and it's a writing by anthropologist who speaks that dance was actually from early on something that was part of our nature something that we did instinctively and we danced before we spoke before we used language mm -hmm. as such so it makes me think how come we stopped doing that and what becomes of us when we stop dancing and i think we addressed it a bit now but what do you think of this idea that some people have about themselves that they can't dance it's a good question i don't know i think that it's because we started to misinterpret what the dance is you know because we made the dance this purely aesthetical choreographed thing which can only you know very well trained people do and we forgot that every movement even not moving can be a dance and as we started to misinterpret it like this you know i think myself that i can't dance at all and i used to think that i can dance a bit. Now I, when I see myself, I'm really, <laughs> I'm terrified. And I don't know why I, like, uh, if I dance myself at home, which I'm not doing anymore, I, I don't really care, but you know, 
the truth is that even I'm kind of uh, feel embarrassed to do it outside because I lost this freedom, I think. So it's that fear of being judged or looking silly. Yeah, I think so. Mm. And you said that even not moving can be dance. What do you mean by that? I think that uh, when someone is really, for example, standing in a way that you feel that, I don't know how to how to talk about it, but that you can feel that uh, there is some kind of energy which is, for example, trapped inside the body, that even this, without moving, you can feel the energy and I think that it's also dense. I'm not talking about it if you are standing on a bus stop that is dancing, but I think that you can stand in a way that it's a dance, but it's hard. I think that's only like the dancers can do this kind of not moving movements. It's uh, again coming back to that idea of being conscious of being within the body and mm -hmm. expressing yourself. Even when you stand still, you're still conscious of occupying the body and occupying the space. Yeah, exactly. Now you said it how I wanted to say it. Yes, it's about consciousness. Talking about stillness, and this is maybe looking at it from the other side, there is this choreographer and dancer, Akram Khan, and he said something that I like raising as a question to dancers and other people. And he said, the only time I'm still is when I dance. <laughs> yes. What do you think he meant by that? Because mm. you spoke about standing still and feeling that you're dancing. And he speaks about dancing, but feeling stillness. As I'm not a dancer, maybe it's hard for me to answer this question, but what I would guess or how I understand it is that uh, I think that it can be very hard for some people to not to move, you know, not to do the dance, and it can be very stressful not to dance, actually. So I can imagine that when, when he dances, he can feel like a still and calm. And when he tries or he's pressed to not to move, not to dance, it can be actually the opposite of uh, being still. Maybe he's not moving outside, but inside he's he can be like uh, shaking or I don't know. Restless. Yes, restless. Like like the bomb which is going to explode. When do you experience yourself being still? Hmm. That's a good question. What is equivalent of what dance is for Akram Khan? What is that thing for you? The thing that you are restless if you don't do? I don't know if I, I'm so much in anything like him. For example, as I'm doing films, that that should be my like the biggest passion, I think. 
but I must say that like uh, last two or three years, maybe it's also because I'm quite depressed and anxious about the environment and climate change and political changes in the world, that somehow I don't feel it so necessary to do the films because I don't see that it makes that much sense. I don't, I don't know if you understand what I mean. You know, like doing doing the film became quite, quite a, uh, how to say it? Like, uh, I feel powerless somehow because, you know, documentaries of or films, which I do, which which is like the festival films, only a few hundreds or maybe thousands of people see it. And of course, I, I believe in this butterfly effect that these people can do some small changes and it can change something, but still I feel somehow powerless, which is maybe also some kind of crisis for myself as a filmmaker. That you don't know if, if it makes sense what you are doing. So for me right now, it's not this that I would feel that I have to do, have to do it like all the time. I'm more thinking about if I shouldn't do something totally different, you know, like really physically help somewhere or, you know, do something which really makes sense. But it's maybe only just some kind of crisis right now for, for me. Uh, you are not alone in it. Yesterday I spoke to a theater maker um, here in Australia about doing the same podcast and she is celebrating 20 years of her theatre company this year. She's in her 50s. Mm -hmm. She just turned 50, just to give you a context that she's been on this planet for a while. Um, and uh, lots of her work has been in relation to climate change and environmental urgency. So she makes theatre pieces about it, and she's been doing it for seven years. She also works at an organisation called Sydney Environment Institute. And... Yesterday, she told me that she feels that she has wasted her life. Oh, my God. And that she feels very uh, unwell about the future. Mm. Yeah, so you're not alone in it. But then, in the next few sentences, she also said, but I can't live without doing it. <laughs> I think that it's a problem, or I, I was discussing this with my friends a lot, like uh, recently, that I think it's a problem of art generally, you know, that it's so much far from people, you know, I, I'm, I'm feeling that, you know, the documentaries, what we are doing, they are mainly watched by, you know, another people who actually have the very similar opinions or already know the things. The people who are visiting the art are usually another artists, and you do the art for another artists and or just you know intellectuals from around. And I feel that like generally art is you know disconnected from the world, which is I think the huge mistake. Or it shouldn't be like this. And that's why I feel this. You know, I feel it's very hard to to do some real change, not only to show people what they already know. Mm -hmm. 
course you can show it from different angle you can you know but still i don't feel it it can really change something especially right now you know when people are so much influenced by you know fake news and everything on the internet even more i'm i'm feeling you know that it's a it's a fight with the windmills yeah i guess sometimes it's more when we do art and maybe it's the same with the dance we do it more for our own well-being because mm. another thing i'm feeling like it's a bit strange time to write a praise for dance in the current climate in australia because of all the fires and horrible smoke and the fact that we are walking on the streets with masks on our faces and people are fearing this is only the beginning and the news are very bleak obviously and people are feeling down and anxious with reason there is this at the same time guilt associated with having fun at all having good time having a laugh or having a dance hmm. and in the midst of this i went for five days to a festival in the nature music festival and i danced a lot and i was surrounded with positive energy and lots of talks were about sustainability and people who address the issues and it was important for me to do that to remind myself that there is still some good stuff to fight for or to put energies in it gave me energy basically because if i only stay here i'm just getting really hopeless and helpless and so i feel that we need to also allow ourselves this time to just take time away from everything and shake it out shake it out through dance i guess uh definitely i think the dance is the best treatment you know right now actually I, i feel the opposite you know if we should dance we should dance right now or you in australia you know because negative thoughts never helped anything never you know <laughs> never negative thinking or sadness is not helpful and i don't think that people shouldn't dance and have joy i think it's the opposite people should dance right now they should do the rain dance you know we all should do it right now Thank you for listening to Dance Matters podcast series produced for the Interchange Festival and commissioned by Delving into Dance and Critical Path. This podcast was recorded and edited by Ira Ferris with music and production support of Trevor Brown. For other eight episodes in this series, see Dance Matters playlist on Artemis Project SoundCloud. And you can also listen via iTunes.